Hello. Coming to you live from Radio City. And it's not live. <laughs> this is a recording. Oh my god, wait. What? Do you want to snap a fact? I absolutely want Jimmy Carter filed a report for a UFO sighting in 1973, calling it the damnedest thing I've ever seen. That is the perfect snap fact for you. <laughs> no, I love aliens. Oh my god. And I bought that for you. And I love Jimmy Carter. I knew that that Snapple fact was under that cap. Because you I knew. Joking. You felt it. The aliens told Dude, you. That probing worked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, this is Dune Crime. That's Cat over there. And I'm here with the reason that they say something wicked this way comes. Amelie. <laughs> Dude, that was like the best compliment. I watched Harry did. Potter, so is that a Harry Potter thing? Remember in one of the nope. Okay, don't watch those. Don't read them. I don't in, remember. Um, in one of the movies, they have like a like a music like chorus before like the the great feast in the beginning of the school year, mm-hmm. and the kids are holding like giant toads, and they're singing like double double toil and trouble. Something wicked this way comes. And then a frog goes. <laughs> Am I the frog in this scenario? No, you're the something that's coming that Ooh. needs a warning. I promise you I am not coming. <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> not with uh, Wilson. No. Um, he, oh, Wilson. Oh, Wilson. Wilson does the trick. But He's a good man. He is, and... uh does not take long. Did you, <laughs> did you, that battery's gonna last forever. It's like not even a Duracell. You like know, it's <laughs> like it's one of the shitty like Radio Shack yeah. brand batteries. It's like, it has just that white coating yeah. and orange writing. Um, actually, I had to buy batteries because I used them all. Oh my, my god! Vibrator. Oh my god! Okay, so <laughs> one time my vibrator ran out of battery like mid sesh. Okay. <laughs> Mid sad. Did it just like start getting real slow? Yeah, it was like, like it was sad. It was like a slow was it like- death. <laughs> it was like the slowest, <laughs> most dusty death it could have had. And I like I tried to find spare batteries everywhere, and I ended up breaking some out of a kid's toy. <laughs> and then I just put off buying batteries for like, months until I used up all of my kids' toys' batteries. You know what though? Fuck kids' toys that take batteries. Yeah, don't... Okay, here's a little pro tip for any of you (laughs) that are friends or moms or whatever, friends of moms, moms that have friends. um, (laughs) Don't buy fucking toys that need batteries. (laughs) Don't. Because they'll never get replaced. going straight into vibrators. Like... (laughs) Literally every time, every single time a toy runs out of batteries, I have to tell my kids that it's broken. I'm like, oh, it's broken. Now it's just a silent toy. (laughs) It's a silent, unmoving toy now. Ooh, don't you love this quiet bear that used to sing you songs? (laughs) But it's not soft enough to hug. No, it's got got like that hard thing in the middle. (laughs) So like, it just lives there now. Sorry, honey. Mommy needed to get off. You don't understand how much stress you put on me. (laughs) But I wanted to... Speaking of vaginas, okay, Okay. the weirdest thing happened to me last night. Oh, good. So it was like... Well, it was early this morning. It was like four in the morning. Okay. Okay. And I'm I'm in the middle of a dream. I know this. Like, I'm dreaming about... So um, it's like a lucid dream? No. I just... 
I just know I was dreaming because because of what happened. I'm catapulted out of this dream. Okay. Um, and so I'm dreaming about uh, something. I'm hanging out with my husband, but we're in a school somewhere. That's all that I remember of this dream. Okay. And I'm, <laughs> like, furiously awoken because I feel something, like, wet. Like, hot and wet. <laughs> like, like, under my butt. <laughs> And like I fucking like I I jerk awake and I'm like what the fuck and like I pull like I pull back the covers and I like feel my underwear and they're wet but like not like the front where like my V is like only on the back part. Did you shit your pants? No. And so like the sheets are wet under me and like the comforter on top of me is wet but like. And I go into the bathroom and I take the underwear off and I smell it and it d- smells like nothing. Like, <laughs> it doesn't have a smell or anything. And so I, like, feel myself and I'm, like, completely dry. Like, where there w- would be pee if I did pee the bed? Like, there's nothing there. Like, I'm 100% dry. So, like, I'm I'm like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> like, the cat was on. So I'm convinced that the cat pissed on me. In my sleep, but my husband... But it would have smelled like something. I don't know. They're really hydrated cats. <laughs> they drink water like it's going out of style. But John, John, like, because I woke him up, of course. I woke, I angrily woke him up because I was so confused. Did you pee on me? <laughs> and he didn't pee because I felt the peen. And it was dry. Okay. It was a dry peen. Dry peen, dry badge. But then I made him smell both the underwear (laughs) and the sheets. And he was like, it doesn't smell like anything. (laughs) And I was like, I didn't pee. And he was like, you must have peed. No one peed for you. (laughs) And I was like, it was, I'm convinced. It was the Jimmy Carter alien. (laughs) Oh my God. It all ties back together. Yeah. It's full circle. Conspiracy. That's the conspiracy I'm covering. Oh my fucking God. (laughs) The the piss alien. The piss alien. <laughs> oh my god, what if it was a piss ghost? Like just a ghost that like pisses a in your bed. A pistergeist. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god, thank you. Thank you so much. Um before we delve into this. That's I the would, story of how I yeah. probably peed the bed, but I'm in too much of denial. <laughs> That's a, a weird dream to pee in though. Yeah, there was, like, no water. Like, you had to go into one of those, like, little kid bathrooms. Where and the I'm so weirded are, like, out because, like, the ground. it wasn't even, like, by the bottom of the butt cheeks that was wet. It was just <laughs> under me. Like, and, like, the rest of the underwear was dry. Okay, so, like, your underwear sits flush up against yeah. you, right? So like Yeah, no, it's not, like. <laughs> it's not, like, baggy underwear. It's not female boxers. <laughs> you don't need a healthy breeze. <laughs> But if you were if you were to go lay in your bed and make you pee yourself, <laughs> I used to pee on my floor Let's all the time. Do experiments. <laughs> Let's. You pee. know what's weird? I know that about you. Yeah. You've Have I actually, told this story on the podcast? You before? openly spoke about it on the podcast. Oh, okay. So you guys know I'm very familiar <laughs> with peeing. Dude, I think most people are. <laughs> well, like, do most people, like, piss on their childhood floors? I don't, I don't know. think so. <laughs> I'd hope not. But, like, the front part where, like, 
your kooka sits, like, wasn't <laughs> vagina. Where your vagina... I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm a woman with a woman's it's your, vagina. It's your pee hole. Yeah. <laughs> By the pee hole, wasn't wet at all. And my underwear was, like, flush up against me, like usual. <laughs> like usual. <laughs> Sometimes your underwear has those off days. Or, like, you just, like, kind of are a little unfresh, so it just, like... Yeah, like, like sometimes sometimes you don't, like, change every day. Like, if you're, ha- if you're having a depression... <laughs> It just your gets a little loose. To escape your vagina. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> please no. <laughs> you haven't showered in a week. Oh God. Um. <clears throat> anyway, it's shifting gears here. We're talking about kidnapping. <clears throat> oh yeah, but I was gonna tell a quick little story before about kidnapping. No. Oh. Um. So my daughter was with uh, her um, aunts all summer, and. Uh, my sister-in-law called me just to tell me this story. She's like, I totally forgot to tell you. It was like tablet time, and Nora was watching her tablet, and she goes, that guy is a fucker. <gasps> and, and she was like, what? Because <laughs> she's like, obviously I had to have misheard her. And she's like, she's like, she showed me this one guy was hitting this other guy, and she said, that guy's a fucker. <laughs> And she's four. And and my, my sister-in-law was like, what? Like, again, like, she's like, she said it four times. Like, and then I asked Kelly and Kelly was like, uh, yeah, that's definitely what she's saying. Like, yeah. she's saying that guy was a fucker. And I'm like, I'm not even mad because she used it in the right context. Yeah, you know. And she's like, I don't know if that's from you or Blake. I'm like, yes, you do. You know it's from me. That's totally. I cuss like a fucking sailor. In front of my children, but yeah. but the one that talks, she knows those are grown up words. Like I tell yeah. her, like those are grown up words. You're not allowed to say those. Yeah, my... probably shouldn't be saying them in front of you. But Zoe said shit and bitch, <laughs> <laughs> and um, well, not at the same time. Two different instances. <laughs> um, but the first time she said bitch, it wasn't like one time she said it. She was just walking around. She was going, okay, bitch. <laughs> oh no, no, bitch. No bitch. Uh-uh, bitch. And she was Where just, did she learn that from? What the fuck? Probably because I call her dad a, like a, like so many things every day. Because John will just walk into the room and I'm like, what up, you fat ass bitch? <laughs> like, I don't actually think that we're just playing around. Or like we're I'll gonna get CPS call. I'll, I'll John will like come home and I'm like, get that thick ass bitch. <laughs> get that thick ass cock over here. Because I I'm the worst. Um, yeah. And so she probably, but like my excuse for everything is like, oh, you can only do that after you're 18. So <laughs> 18? Like, yeah. I, eight. Well, like that's what I say for everything. She'll try to drink like soda. Like <laughs> if John has a soda, she'll try to drink and I'll be like, nope, you can't have soda till after you're 18. She's like never potty trained because you're like, mm-hmm. nope, not till you're 18. <laughs> God, I cannot fucking wait until we don't have to buy diapers anymore. It's pretty glorious. I don't ever know. <laughs> Zoe will probably be potty trained before Michael because he can't talk. So he can't I tell know. me. It is like, a hindrance on potty training for sure. I'm just like, I just follow him around all the time. Like, show me a With sign a when you're peeing. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're really. Uh, Speaking of very pissing kids. <laughs> kidnapping. Kidnapping today is the topic. But kidnapping is not just for kids. It's not. And that's why I hate the word. It should just be called napping. Well, but wait. wait no, that, oh, okay. So before wait, we get mind. into this, 
I wanted to talk about something that I found that was so interesting because, like, I feel like a lot of podcasts, and I never thought to, like, look into it because I didn't care enough, Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of podcasts use, like, psychopath and sociopath, like, interchangeably. interchangeably. And so I was, like, because for the longest time I thought a psychopath is just an extreme, an extreme case of sociopathy. Mm -hmm. Sociopathy. That sounds way better. Yeah. Um... (laughs) sociopathy yeah yep Mm -hmm. that's the one so i found this graphic that kind of you know puts it in really nice boxes there are different size tent fonts so like it really is easy to read i like it (laughs) stop it and (laughs) and there are bullet points and so it's very easy to organize in my brain okay okay so (laughs) What's the difference? So a psychopath is 1% of the general population, but a sociopath is around 4% of the general population. And what they have in common is, is they both suffer from antisocial personality disorder. They both lack empathy. Both demonstrate complete disregard to social rules and behavior standards. Both fail to feel any remorse or guilt, and both are violent. So remorse and guilt aren't really, the same thing. I didn't think thing. sociopaths were violent necessarily. Uh, well, hold on. Hold oh, on to your cowboy sorry, hat. Sorry. Um, because I thought, okay, so empathy isn't just like, oh, you're sad. I like, I can feel like why you're sad. Yeah. Um, empathy is just having any feelings for anyone else ever. Okay. Um, so they can't feel empathy and they both fail to feel any remorse or guilt. Mm-hmm. So what's different is that for psychopaths, the origin of illness is likely to be his innate condition. Or her. Or Don't her. be sexist. Sorry. Um, Minnesota study of twins reared apart showed that psych- uh, psychopathy is 60% er- um, inheritable. Um, so mm-hmm. psychopaths are simply that way. <laughs> yeah. So like, if you're a psychopath, you're born a psychopath. Yeah. Um, psych- uh, psychopath is likely to be educated and have a good career. Uh, they can control their behavior. They're highly manipulative, completely unable to form personal attachments, and takes calculated risks, participates in fraud schemes, and minimizes evidence. So that's what's different between a psychopath and a sociopath. The origin of their illness is likely to be in his environment and upbringing. So these are the killers that, like, have shitty childhoods and Mm -hmm. get banged on the head with, like, cement swings and Mm -hmm. shit. Um, Research shows that there's a significant association between early institutionalization and sociopathic behavior in later life. So those kids that get fucking put into Oliver Twist homes, they're going to murder all of them. Yes. Um, so a sociopath is likely to be uneducated and unable to keep a steady job. They're going to be like hopping from odd job to odd job. Um, they have erratic behavior, rage, and anger problems. They're impulsive and spontaneous. Um, they can form an attachment to a particular individual or group. So they can form, uh, sociopaths can form attachments and crimes committed by a sociopath are typically spontaneous, hence tendency to leave clues and evidence. So sociopaths are, like, more messy. They're more, mm-hmm. like, spur-of-the-moment killers. Like, So what I'm thinking is, like, I'm thinking of two heavy hitters. So, like, Ted Bundy, psychopath, uh, Richard Ramirez, sociopath. Um, no. Richard Ramirez, like, 
he wasn't caught for the longest time because he was like so calculating. Like it what? would be Richard Chase, the vamp, the guy that went fucking insane and injected himself with rabbit's blood. Mm-hmm. Or like a good one is like. Well, I'm just thinking like odd jobs, like kind of hopping around and like not really having his shit together. Plus, like he was uh, Richard Ramirez, like saw his sister-in-law or like his cousin's wife get shot right in front of his face and all that shit. So like it was very situational, whereas Ted Bunny didn't have that. Right. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Richard Ramirez was smacked in the head with a cement swing. <laughs> so everyone in everyone raised in the sixties had cement swings in their backyards <laughs> and lawn darts. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All of it. <laughs> Have you ever seen that episode of The Simpsons where they get like budget cuts and the playground is like, like all of their stuff is just like, like a danger ground. Like the seesaw has like a car battery hooked up to it. <laughs> That's what it was like in the 60s. Mom, dad, why didn't you tell me? I only got shocked a little at school today. <laughs> okay. Can we talk about kidnapping? Cause look at this. This, I didn't accidentally print 15 copies, and I read through it yeah. all the way through before we started podcasting. Also, can I, can I just say that my elementary school, we lost our merry-go-round privileges because, well, we lost the entire merry-go-round. Like, they took it away because the kid got his arm ripped off Oh, yeah, it. that's that's a thing. Like, you don't see those also, fucking things Also, we weren't anymore. allowed to have our, you know those dome jungle gyms? Yeah. We weren't allowed to have that anymore because we would all climb on top of it and two kids would drop it and just fight each other. <laughs> <laughs> You had a dumb fight club? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a futuristic movie. <laughs> All right. So I looked up the, okay, we're doing the Webster's Dictionary bullshit again, but not really because. Webster's Dictionary <laughs> defines <laughs> kidnapping as. Um, so I just looked up the legal definition of kidnapping. Um, it varies. So the thing is, it's hard to define because it varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. And most state and federal kidnapping statutes define the term kidnapping vaguely, and then the courts fill in the details. So, like, you know, you can get charged with it or whatever, but then they define why it's considered kidnapping. That's because so of, strange. It is really. So when we said kidnapping, I'm like, oh, this is going to be real easy. And it turns out it's a really, like, involved, weird, convoluted shit. Anyway, okay, so generally kidnapping occurs when a person without lawful authority physically asports, which means moves. I don't know why they don't just say moves. Another person without the that other person's consent with the intent to use the abduction in connection with other nefarious objectives. So, like, <clears throat> they're going to kidnap this kid and, you know, put it up for ransom or, you know, or do fucked up shit or, right. you know kill the person or whatever. So the kidnapping is really just a means to an end, right? Right. Okay, so it's like these purposes include gaining ransom or reward, facilitating the commission of a felony or a flight after the commission of a felony, uh, terrorizing or inflicting bodily injury on the victim or a third person, and interfering with governmental or political function, which that comes up a lot. I don't know why it's included. It seems like something that doesn't happen very often, but yeah. they like include it in the law anyway. The last, the last thing, the, the, really the only thing that I can think of, of like someone kidnapping for, um, political reasons is like back in the 
late 80s or early 90s, Jimmy Carter, again. Um, Saw aliens. Yeah. Got kidnapped. He was abducted, but by They took aliens. all of his peanuts. <laughs> um, no, when that plane full of people got held hostage by those, like, guys. <laughs> because they wanted something in the Middle East to not be there anymore. Uh, okay. I, okay, yeah. Do you remember that? How old do you think I am? 44. Okay. I did have to go grab a cardigan because I was feeling a little chilly. <laughs> you also stopped and grabbed your house shoes and a sleeve of saltines. <laughs> okay. Uh, kidnapping laws in the United States. This is this shit was like really interesting to me. I hope that this isn't boring to everyone else. But kidnapping laws in the United States derive from the common law of kidnapping that was developed in courts in England. Originally, the crime of kidnapping was defined as the unlawful and non-consensual transportation of a person from one country to another. Um, In the late 19th and early centuries, though, states began to redefine kidnapping, most notably eliminating the requirement of interstate transport. So basically, you had to take someone over state lines or whatever. To qualify as kidnapping? Yeah. But this was, like, super long ago. It can't be, like... Hey, you took me and I didn't want to go. Well, that's another <laughs> another weird thing that comes up is like, well, okay, we'll talk about it because there's a lot of shit. But, okay, this is interesting, too. So you know who the Lindbergh baby is, right? Yeah. Okay. So at the federal level, level Congress passed the Lindbergh Act in 1932 to prohibit interstate kidnapping. Um, the Lindbergh Act was named for Charles Lindbergh, a celebrated aviator and Air Force colonel whose baby was kidnapped and killed in 1932. Also, he was a Nazi. Was he? Yeah, he, like, was a Nazi sympathizer. How gross. Let's not talk about that right now. Yeah. It's way too relevant. Okay, <clears throat> so the act provides that a victim is not, if a victim is not released within 24 hours after being abducted, a court may presume that the victim was transported across state lines, which is kind of weird, but okay. Uh, this presumption may be rebutted with evidence to the contrary. Other federal kidnapping statutes prohibit kidnapping in U.S. territories, kidnapping on the high seas and in the air, and kidnapping of government officials. Again, with the government thing. Ooh, kidnapping on the high <coughs> seas. High seas, dude. Piracy. Like Pirates of the Caribbean? Mm-hmm. I want to be Elizabeth Swan. Jack Sparrow, motherfucker. Oh my god, how romantic. I know. I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure it was a very dirty, very scary, very scurvy-filled time. <laughs> um, <clears throat> They've got pickles for gums. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Most kidnapping statutes recognize different types and levels of kidnapping and assign punishment accordingly. So they use certain states for examples. New York <clears throat> bases its definition of first-degree kidnapping on the purpose and length of the abduction, which is interesting. Uh, first-degree kidnapping occurs when a person abducts another person to obtain ransom. Uh, it also occurs when the abduction lasts more than 12 hours and the abductor, abductor intends to injure the victim to accomplish or advance the commission. Okay, we all know what that means. <clears throat> Or to interfere with a government or political function. Again. God, the government just wants to be a part of everything. It's always... Get out of my life, government. It's not always about you, (laughs) government. Somewhere in, like, small town America, there's, like, a girl (laughs) that was born with the name government. (laughs) She's, like, I'm just... Government, Beauregard... Jackson. <laughs> She's like, I'm just trying to yell at my password <laughs> journal. 
<laughs> She's just trying to write with her glitter gel pens. <laughs> um, so New York also has a second degree kidnapping statute. A person is guilty of second degree kidnapping if he or she abducts another person. Okay. Uh, this crime lacks the aggravating circumstances in first degree kidnapping and is ranked as a class B felony. Um, so a person in New York who's convicted of a class B felony can be sentenced to one to eight years in prison. So obviously it's like there's no death or ransom or anything like that. Okay. Um, so not all, they write seizures and seizures and aspirations, meaning, meaning taking one person, a person from one place to another constitutes kidnapping. For example, Police officers can arrest and jail a person they suspect of a crime. Obviously, that cannot be kidnapping. Yeah, Um, And parents are allowed to reasonably restrict and control the movement of their children, as long as they have, you know, full custody and all that. Um, In most states, kidnapping statutes specify that any unlawful detention or physical movement of a child, other than that performed of a parent, constitutes kidnapping. So, taking a child has to be accompanied by some other circumstance stance. Okay. Um, this is weird. So carjacking. Many states have enacted special laws for carjacking. (laughs) Yeah, dude. A specialized form of kidnapping. Generally carjacking occurs when one person forces a driver out of the driver's seat and steals the car. Carjacking is a felony, whether the aggressor keeps the victim in the car or first forces the victim from the car. What? Isn't that fucking weird? Like, why lump that in with kids? That's Hi, weird. you didn't take that person <laughs> that you killed for ransom money. Kidnapping. Across state lines. Mm-hmm. So you didn't kidnap them, even though you stole them from their living room. But you did carjack. Yeah. So you kidnapped that car. <laughs> I don't know why. It's so weird. I know. It's so fucking weird. Um, <laughs> and meanwhile, the car's like, stop, stop. <laughs> We were, gonna, we were going to go Shoney's. <laughs> um, many states consider parental kidnapping to be less offensive than classic kidnapping because of the strong bond between parents and children. What? Is like, what? Yeah, this was actually from, like, a pretty legit source. It was from um, uh, the legal dictionary. Anyway, um, well, like, most parental kidnappings end with... The children dying. Mm, not most. Not most. I found a lot. Well. <laughs> so many. I'll go through statistics because there's a, there's a lot with this. Well, um, the one that, because I chose like a couple different cases to go along with the different kind of kidnapping. The one that I didn't, the one that I picked didn't end up dying. However, I had to sort through a lot, a lot, so many dead kids. Oh my God, Jesus. Like. That's terrible. Swimming through them. Oh God. On the internet. That's terrible yeah it's a lot stop (laughs) stop um this is it's a really repetitive article though um but a persistent problem with kidnapping prosecutions is determining whether a kidnapping conviction would constitute a second punishment for the same act so double jeopardy laws so it's really hard to like include kidnapping with another thing because then they can be technically charged twice for the same crime. Right. I'm not going to go into that too much because it's just a lot. So this is the weird thing. In most states, uh, the movement of a few feet may constitute the separation, separate offense of kidnapping, but in other states, distance isn't even a factor. So in New York, the focus of the kidnapping statute is not distance, but purpose. 
what? Okay. Okay, because they were they were talking about this uh, this case. Um, this is actually an Ohio case. So, in Ohio, the Supreme Court of Ohio held that the defendant could not be convicted of both rape and kidnapping when he had moved the victim a mere few feet and had released the victim immediately after the rape. Under the facts of the case, the movement had no significance apart from the rape offense. But according to the court, the defendant had displayed no um, separate intent beyond the necessary to commit rape. So punishment for both rape and kidnapping was not warranted because he only mo- he moved the victim from like a laundromat to a different room in the laundromat. So they were trying to determine whether that would constitute kidnapping or not. So I it's would like, say is it no. like city blocks? But where do you draw the line? I would say if you're in the same building, it's not kidnapping. Yeah, but like, what if you? were on the front of the building and then you took the person to the building right next door. Is that kidnapping them? You're not in the same building, so I would say Still, yeah. Still, though, like you, but you take them into a secluded room where no one can see them. That's taking them, you know, without their consent to I would say, a secluded place I would for say the reason of a felonious if act. I If I were in charge of, if I were queen of the law... <laughs> If I were princess of law, I would say that kidnapping is when you take someone from one physical address to another physical address. What if they take them to a field? That's, there's no address well, there. Well, that's an address. Like, everything has an address. That's not true. Like not everything you... has an address. I know that because I draft deeds. <laughs> <laughs> and um, some places are just plots of land. They don't have addresses. Okay, from one physical location to another physical location. That's, like, not in the same building. This is so See, convoluted. We should have just a, done profiling. I know. See, I thought kidnapping was going to be simple, but it is not. I hate myself. All right, so moving on. The kidnapping of children has presented a particular emotional issue for lawmakers. You guys all know this guy. Uh, in 1984, in response to the kidnapping and murder of his child, Adam John Walsh, you know who he is, Yeah, uh, founded the National Center for Missing, Missing and Exploited Children. Uh, that serves as a resource in providing assistance to parents, children, law enforcement, schools, and the community in recovering missing children and raising public awareness about ways to help prevent child abduction. Um, so that's kind of like the definition and it's it varies from state to state you know even within states it's just it's all crazy do you want to do you want to do a do a thing uh yeah which do you want to hear uh parental abductions kidnapping for ransom or my fucking no sad fact sheet I'm about very, sex very trafficking scared about that one i didn't even look into that it's a it's, it's a lot. Terrifying. We're going to talk about it because it's so fucking scary and important and fucking... Yeah, I feel like that deserves its own episode even. Well, we'll mention it here and then we can make another I, although, episode about it. I don't know if I want to do an episode on it because it's... There's... Like, I just can't find humor in that. Like, I mean, not that you can not, find humor yeah. in this shit, but like, that's just... I have daughters. Yeah, it's, it's fucking very, scary. Yeah. It's terrifying. <sighs> So, um, we're gonna, an example of a parental abduction would be the case of Savannah Todd Harris. So, um, Dorothy Barnett and Ben Todd met in Charleston, North Carolina in 1987. They started dating in 1990 and shortly after they moved in together and got married. 
Uh, for the first few months, everything was great. They got along awesome. Weird. The beginning of a relationship was good. They played so much fucking Scrabble, they could barely stand they it. They played Twister. Oh my god, all the time. <laughs> they were having sex all the time. It was great. Yeah, of course. Awesome. Always. The beginning's the best. Um... Uh, but shortly after Dorothy started having violent outbursts, uh, Ben claims to have woken up one night to find her banging her head against the wall. Yikes. Yeah, it's not okay. By October 1992, Ben filed for divorce. Uh, May 1993, Savannah was born, and a battle for visitation and custody rights began almost immediately. So she had the baby after they got divorced? Like she was pregnant Yeah, she was they... pregnant okay. while they were divorcing. Okay. Okay, so... Um, uh, they both had to go under court order psych evals, and Dorothy was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So Ben was awarded full custody. Um, I just want to say I have a lot of friends that have bipolar disorder. They're awesome, amazing, wonderful, great people. Um, great parents. Mm -hmm. They're amazing, wonderful parents. Um, I don't think bipolar people should automatically lose custody of their children. Like, but... Also, she wasn't like Medicaid. She was kind of off of her handle a little bit. There are a lot of mitigating circumstances. Yeah, there. There's I a get lot of, it. Just on the surface, if you're bipolar, that doesn't make you we're a bad not, mom. We're not saying that mental illness is something that. Yeah, we're can, we yeah. both have mental illness. Yeah. We rock it. Uh, not most of the time. We we sock it. Yeah, we shish boom bop it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but uh i'm not saying that uh that bipolar disorder makes you a bad mom on the surface i'm saying there were a lot of mitigating there were a lot of circumstances that savannah should have been in her father's care mm -hmm. this particular situation okay however dorothy was given weekends so every other weekend savannah went to her place were they um, like uh supervised visits or? no okay so she, you know, she was well enough uh, to get her on weekends, and I believe during this time she was also medicating, which was good. Um, however, on Friday, April twenty second, nineteen ninety four, Dorothy picked up Savannah from her from Savannah's grandmother's house um, for her fifth visit. This would be Savannah's fifth weekend with her. Okay. Um, from there, she rode into Charleston. And was helped to flee the country by the Children of the Underground, which is a group of people that helps mothers escape abusive husbands. Um, ben was never abusive. These people just didn't do the research. They just took this woman at her um, word and helped so her flee helped the country. Her kidnap her kid. Yeah, helped her kidnap her child. They didn't do the research. That's um, one place where you should probably like. Okay, our podcast. Poorly researched, but we don't handle. Yeah, we don't help people flee the country. Yeah. Um, mostly. Um, I'm <laughs> not yet. We're working well, Blake on it. Fled the country, yeah. but you know, whatever. We didn't help him though. <laughs> no. <laughs> if it, if anything, we tried to hinder we it. We did. We did. All right. Sorry about your legs. Didn't mean to break them <laughs> in so many places, Blake. Um. <laughs> um, but anyways, so they just didn't do their research. They didn't look into this woman. They just took her at her word, which I'm not saying to not take domestic violence victims at their word because right, 99% of them, if they're saying I'm in a domestic violence situation, 
fucking help them. Yeah, of course. All the time. But fleeing the country, you should probably dig Google. a little bit. A little. Like, Go into... Court records are public. Judiciary, right, whatever your state's judiciary docket system is, and just look up their name. That's all just, it takes. Just, you know. Um, so Ben wasn't abusive. There was no history of abuse. Like, he he just wasn't an abusive mm-hmm. guy. Um, he, they wouldn't have given him custody if he yeah, he No. He had full custody of Savannah. He wasn't abusive. Um... So, uh, that was the last time they were ever seen. Ever. Um, until 2013. <laughs> were they in Australia? They were in Australia. I heard this story. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So, um, uh, they were, uh, in 2013, they were found on Australia's Sunshine Coast, uh, where they had been living for several years. Dorothy was extradited to the U.S. She pled guilty to kidnapping and was only sentenced two years and she was only sentenced to two years in jail and two years probation. Uh, Savannah came over to support her mom, mm-hmm. and uh, she wasn't re- she was reunited with her maternal side of her family in 2014, and she didn't she chose to not see her father until 2015 because obviously her mother had been feeding to right. her that her father was abusing her and they had to escape him. He was evil and blah, blah, blah. I knew this sounded familiar. I watched yeah. like a whole 2020 or some shit yeah. about this because it was like the, it was weird though, because it's like you almost kind of felt for the mother. Yeah. But well, she's incredibly sick. Yeah. Yeah. But she, but she raised her that kid though. Yeah. Like incomplete. Like, no one could fucking find her. That is yeah. insane for that long. And, like, she went to Australia, which isn't a third world country. Right. Like, um, I, it's just insane. Like, she was gone from 1994 to 2013. That's like, so that's her, time. that's her, the child's entire life. Like, yeah. And, and yeah. She was Can only you imagine a couple what months. that kid felt like. She was, uh, so she was born in May of night. She was a little over a year old. Yeah, so when, she had no fucking idea. Yeah, no idea. And she probably had this adorable Aussie accent. Aw, Savannah. Yeah, oh, Savannah. Poor, but poor she um she still goes by her false last name that her mom took. She still goes by that last name. I probably would have fucking done that too, though, because, yeah. I mean, it's like that's what you've known your whole I just, life. I just can't imagine the trauma of, like... Plus changing your social security card and driver's right. license. It's such a pain in the ass. I just like I assume that I assume that she like told her child, like, I assume like we're on the run, your father is looking he like beat me or whatever. I don't like yeah, she I, fed her. I know that I can't, she said something. I don't remember. Yeah, I can't imagine she just like let her kid be like, You're ignorant and that's fine. I'm sure she I'm sure Dorothy did something to keep her daughter on edge, like all the time. That's you know? And then she finds out that my mom fled the country with me. She kidnapped me and my dad's not abusive. And so she's having to like unlearn her entire life. Yeah. Processing that shit. That's insane. And she, she, I have like a hard time when I find out like the lyrics of a song aren't what I thought they were. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you you sing it wrong for like, 15 years. You have a crisis and you need to go sit in a dark <laughs> like room. Like, I seriously hug yourself have a, a little. really hard time with that. <laughs> like, I just couldn't, because she came out with an interview that, and she was like, I forgive me, mom. Like. <laughs> and that sweet off But <laughs> She was like, I forgive my mom for everything she did. She gave up everything to make sure that I was safe. And mm. But at the same time, I'm like, Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, absolutely. Like, 
I just oh, think yeah. that she was a very sick woman, and uh, she thought that she was doing the right thing. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. Okay. So, um, now we're going to shift gears again, because there's a lot that goes into fucking kidnapping. I'm going to talk about the Amber Alert system. Cool. Okay. So, first fucking, like, within two sentences, I learned something new. Yeah. Okay, so we know that Sorry, the, I just the Amber thing. Alert is uh, based on um, the abduction of uh, Amber uh, Amber Renee Hagerman or Hagerman. Yeah. Okay, so that's why I thought it was called Amber Alert, mm-hmm. which partly it is, but it's also an acronym for America's Missing colon Broadcast Emergency Response. Oh. Yeah. So I'm, I feel like they probably made that after. Yeah, they were but, like. But that's cool, though, because it's, you know, it spells out Amber. Well, so. you know, America loves its acronyms. Fuck yeah, man. And they were USA, like, motherfucker. Yeah, they were like, we got we to gotta come up with a cool acronym with this name. <laughs> um, so, but it was named after Amber Hagerman, nine-year-old abducted and murdered in Arlington, Texas in 1996. Shout out to Arlington. Um, are you, Is that where you're from? It parts. Oh, okay. You're from different parts of Texas. Yeah, like you, I like your arm was from like no, Dallas. I, and, no, from like the year I was born, we moved every year around the state of Texas. That sounds terrible. I mean, it's fun when you're a kid. Ugh, Texas. No offense. If anybody from Texas is listening, I'm sorry. But the Austin area isn't bad. Yeah, I do like Austin. Austin's actually. good, and I like Dallas too. Actually, Dallas, Dallas, is, Dallas fun. is pretty great. They have a medieval times. Yeah, and they have a, a fucking... That's my gauge Dave on... Dave and Buster's. <laughs> That's my gauge. So do we. Do we? Yeah, we have a Dave and Buster's downtown Still by the Bass Pro. Still don't like Arkansas. <laughs> um, That's, a, That's my gauge on if a place is good. Like, do they have a medieval times? <laughs> Can I pretend to be a, a renaissance lord? <laughs> so, in the United States, Amber Alerts are distributed via commercial radio stations, internet radio, satellite radio, television stations, and cable t- TV. Um, by the emergency alert system and the NOAA weather radio. Also on your phones now. Um, email, electronic traffic condition signs, commercial electronic billboards, and through wireless device SMS texts. Oh, there it is. Yeah, because I kn- mine always goes off when there's an Amber Alert. Yeah, even if it's like 60 miles away, yeah. like you'll still get a, hey, watch out for a silver Chevrolet Tahoe. Yeah, and honestly, I'll get into it later. Okay. So, um, those, okay, this is for you guys. Heads up, those interested in subscribing to receive Amber Alerts in their area via SMS messages can visit Wireless Amber Alerts, uh, which are offered by law as free messages, so you don't get charged for that text. If if you're still, like, living in 2005, where you My get minutes are only charged after seven per, per text, um... The decision to declare an Amber Alert is made by each police organization, in many cases the state police or highway patrol, that investigates each of the abductions. So public information in Amber Alert usually consists of the name of, name and description of the abductee, a description of the sub- suspected abductor, and a description and license plate number of the abductor's vehicle if it's available. Which, I mean, if you've ever gotten an Amber Alert, you know. Yeah. Um, the U.S. Department of Justice issues the following guidance quote-unquote, which most states are said to adhere closely to in the U.S. Number one, law enforcement must confirm that an abduction has taken place. 
That seems pretty fucking obvious to me. <laughs> Number two, the child must be at risk of serious injury or death. Just hold. We're putting a pin on that. Okay. Put a pin in it. I'll explain that later. Three, there must be sufficient descriptive information of child, captor, or captor's vehicle to issue an alert. And four, the child must be under 18 years of age. So many law enforcement agencies haven't used number two as a criterion, which that was with the child must be at risk of injury or death. Mm-hmm. Because, first of all, how the fuck do you know? Right. And a lot of the times, like we were talking about, it's a parental yeah. kidnapping so you know every, most of the time the parent isn't looking to hurt the kid every amber alert that i've gotten while we've lived here has been a, a parental mm-hmm. abduction mm-hmm. and every yeah, they're kid the, they're the most common and every kid kidnapping. is found safe like, yeah I'll say, exactly i'm gonna knock on something yeah because so far um yeah so um when invest- investigators believe that a child is in danger of being taken across the border to either canada or mexico u.s customs and border protection which, if you watch the latest John Oliver, they talked about that. But anyway, not about the Amber Alert, but about the Border Patrol. Sorry, that was completely <laughs> like, okay. Uh, United States Border Patrol and the Canada Border Services Agency are notified and are expected to search every car coming through a border checkpoint. Okay. So, wow, I bet that fucking border checkpoint is, like, super backed up. Do you talk about her? The, no. Okay. So, okay. So here's what happened. This is why Amber Alerts are a thing. On January 13th, 1996, nine-year-old Amber Renee Hagerman, November 20... Okay. Um, was abducted while riding her bike in Arlington, Texas. A neighbor who witnessed the abduction called the police, and Amber's brother, Ricky, went home to tell his mother and grandparents what happened. On hearing the news, Hagerman's father, Richard, called Mark Kloss, uh, whose daughter, Polly, had been abducted and murdered and Pataluma, California, on October 1st, 1993. It is often believed that Hagerman's murderer kept her alive for at least two days. Richard Hagerman and Amber's mother, Donna uh, Whitson, now Donna Norris, called the news media and the FBI. The Whitsons and their neighbor began searching for Amber. Four days after the abduction, near midnight, her body was found in a creek behind an apartment complex. Um, I'm not going to go into that detail, but this side of the discovery was less than five miles from where she went missing. Jesus. So... Definitely not across state lines. No. Uh, There are no suspects to her abduction and homicide. So within days of Amber's death, Donna Whitson was calling for tougher governing kidnappers, uh, tougher laws, sorry, governing kidnappers and sex offenders. Amber's parents soon established the People Against Sex Offenders. They collected signatures hoping to force the Texas legislature into passing more stringent laws to protect children. Um, Anyway, so... Bill Clinton signed uh, a law creating the National Sex Offender Registry. I didn't know that that's how recent that was a thing. Yeah. Like, it hasn't been around forever. Yeah. Like, I was alive. I remember Bill Clinton being president. That's yeah. That's fucking crazy. Uh, and then um, in uh, Texas, then Governor George W. Bush, uh, I'm going to skip that. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, um, there are people who are like, talk. they talk about how unaffected Amber Alerts are. I would say no. Because the minute, if if we're riding around and I get an Amber Alert on my phone, both my husband and I, like, we're on high alert. Like For how long, though? Until 
the secondary thing comes in. Really? See, because I get them, and most of the time I'm in a place, like, I'm at work, or I'm stuck at home, or I'm on a military base where, like, I'm probably, I just kind of forget. And it's not that I'm, it's not that I don't care or I'm apathetic. It's just, like, I just, it's not at the forefront of my brain. Well, you're not, like, on, I'm taught, like, we only look out for it if, like, when we're on the interstate. Right. Or, like, driving out, like, and it's close to where we are but like when we were living on the military base like no like because no one can get on here yeah. you know yeah. and if they're not being kidnapped from the base then they won't get off the base you you know what i mean yeah they, like no, no no yeah 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 that's like the base the fucking gates were closed the other day and i almost lost my fucking mind yeah um anyway um so the retrieval rate According to the U.S. Department of Justice, the children abducted and murdered by strangers, uh, 75% are killed within the first three hours of, of the abduction, which is really sad. Um, as of August 2013, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children estimates that 657 children have been successfully recovered as a result of the existence of the Amber Alert program. But like, pe- like people who say that it, aren't, it, aren't, it isn't effective, they argue like how... I mean, it's hard to just, it's hard to, to I think, tell. I think it's a hard pill to swallow when you get an Amber Alert out and you have a description of the kidnapper and the vehicle and your child and your child is still dead. Yeah. I think that's a very hard pill to swallow. Yeah, absolutely. Because... And I don't, I don't see why, like... I... Still put out Amber Alerts. Like, who gives a shit if they don't think it's effective? Still fucking do it. Yeah. It couldn't hurt. I mean, there there are arguments that it does because it, like, it can cause accidents because if there's, like, a, a billboard or what. But, you know, what the fuck ever. It, that's just, that's I've neither never, here nor there. I've never almost gone to an accident well, because they of actually, looking at a billboard. I was reading this thing and they were talking about how, like, it causes major congestion in California because it caused all these car accidents because there was, like, this big bill. I don't know. Anywho. Well, no one in California can drive. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, they're like, there are false alarms a lot. Like people who, uh, don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Well, no or system like, is perfect. That's true. And a lot of the kids, you know, so, not a lot. Sometimes they run away willingly or, you know, they just, but that still doesn't matter. They should still, you're still, I you're think still a missing kid. Yeah. I think, you know, there's nothing that the Amber Alert fucking hurts. You're just trying to find a kid. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I was keep, just trying to offer... Keep Amber Alerts alive. No, I know. And I, I'm i not saying don't do Amber Alerts. I was just offering what that article was talking about, okay? Don't Joan of Arc me. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about kidnapping for ransom. Okay. Okay, so I found a really fucked up example of a kidnapping for ransom. Ooh. Um, do tell. So Dorothy and Dyselhurst... Uh, is who we're going to be talking about. So, the afternoon of September September nineteenth, nineteen thirty four, Dorothy, who was five, left school to walk home, but she never arrived. So, nineteen thirty four, five year old girl leaves school. Kindergartner leaves her school to walk home. How far was her house? Like a couple school? miles. Like. Holy shit, dude. Nora would have be completely fucking lost. Also, it was 1934. 
So yeah, after, but I mean, after you're, not a lot of, after you're two, they're like, you're fine. Yeah. Walk to school, kid. Bo- uh, uphill both ways. <laughs> In the snow. Yeah. <laughs> Carrying a trombone. <laughs> uh, so authorities were notified and the police uh, spent several hours, I mean, several days searching for her, but they couldn't find a trace. They couldn't find where she was abducted. They couldn't find anything. She was just... They didn't see her footprints in the snow? Nope. I'm sorry. They that was did, fucked up. I'm didn't sorry. find her trombone. <laughs> Drag marks of her trombone. Her trombone case. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. That's fucked up. Okay. Uh, my dad played the trombone. Daddy! It is stop. <laughs> You know that's a forever thing. I'm never speaking about him again. (laughs) He's banned. Don't worry, I'll bring him up. No. (laughs) Do you prefer Mr. Fudali? I prefer just Don. (laughs) Just a Don, Don, Sean, and John? (laughs) Don, Don, Sean, John. Okay. Um... So, uh, the police couldn't find her, like, without a trace. Gone. Um, mm-hmm. However, once the national media began uh, focusing on the case of Dorothy So, like, people cranking their radios? Yeah, the radios blasting, like, hear it, hear it. <laughs> okay. Um, it's just a newsboy yelling as loud as he can. Extra, extra, <laughs> read all about it. Okay. I don't know Trombone. anything about 1934. <laughs> Trombone found abandoned. Oh, this case just gets so unfunny. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's not. Okay, go ahead. Um, so the national media began focusing on the case. Uh, the family began to receive ransom letters. The authorities were unsure if they were actually from the kidnappers or just spurred by national interest. Was this a so, rich family? Yeah. Okay. So they advised the family to ignore them. What? Uh, one what? of the last notes that the family would receive stated that Dorothy would have her eyes burned out with acid if her family did not pay $175,000. You pay that fucking $175,000. In today's money, that would be uh, $3,181,382.46. That's very specific. Well, um, that's $175,000. In 1934 money. Yeah, 1934 money. But did they have it? Uh, yeah. They were loaded. you fucking pay that shit. However, they were told to ignore it, so they did. They just Mm. ignored all the letters. A policeman can tell me to ignore whatever the fuck they want, but if my kid's eyes are getting threatened to be burned out by acid, yeah, no, I'm paying that shit. On November 13th, two employees of the Davidson County Tuberculosis Hospital... Uh, were digging a flower bed in a remote corner of the hospital campus when they came across Dorothy's body. Uh, Her skull had been crushed. Her personal items were some distance away. They were scattered around. But uh, the most disturbing part is that her face had been burned off with acid. And her murder remains unsolved to this day. Uh, that I is told you, this a, case gets so unfunny. fucked up. Yeah. And I bet those police are like... What the, f- I mean, there probably wasn't a lot of, like, suing and litigation going on back then, but sue the fuck out of those cops. Yes. Like, if, I don't know what the percentage is of, like, if, because I know with the Lindbergh baby, I know they they tried to pay the ransom, but the police arrested the guy that came to collect the ransom. Yeah. Um, I don't know the percentage of, like, ransom cases that where the like, kid actually gets yeah. returned. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's probably not that high, I would assume. Yeah. But still, like, if there's even a fucking chance, you know, yeah. like Jesus. 
If one of my I mean, kids it's just like, money. Like, yeah, it's who just gives a money. Fuck? You're oh my god. Okay, <clears throat> let's move on from that because that's fucking scary and yeah. awful and terrible. All right, so I okay, I I looked into three different states' abduction kidnapping laws. Which states are those? Might you ask? Ohio, Louisiana, and Arkansas. Woo! Because, you know, you're from Louisiana, I'm from Ohio, and we live in this... Uh, we live in Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, Ohio kidnapping laws are... They consider um, this to be considered um, kidnapping. To hold for ransom or as a shield or hostage, to facilitate the commission of any felony or flight thereafter, to terrorize or to inflict serious physical harm on the victim or another. So basically, the what the main federal... So, so even a hostage situation is kidnapping? Yeah, because okay. you're holding that person against their will. You know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to amend my previous statement that to kidnap someone, you have to take them anywhere. I'm going to say you kidnap someone if you hold them against their will. Okay. Yeah. See, I like that. We yeah. were... Um, we're malleable in our yeah. ideas. We, we we are willing to change our. We our can viewpoints. be presented with new information mm-hmm. and, and change then, our minds. Yeah, yeah, because we're good people. We're strong astronaut <laughs> doctors. <laughs> they have no idea what the fuck we're talking about when we no. say that. Watch the movie Life. You will understand. Astronauts that are also doctors. <sighs> and she was like twenty nine. Like that is not a thing. That's where the movie lost me. Everything else that was, was your, That was your, that's where your disbelief yep. became suspended. No, where it, the suspension of disbelief stopped. Yeah. Yep. Okay. She was like, I'm 14. <laughs> and I'm an astronaut, doctor, scientist. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, or to engage in sexual activity as defined in, okay, with the victim against the victim's will. So rape. Uh, to hinder, impede, or obstruct a function of government. What the fuck is with that? How often does that happen that it has to be written into law? <laughs> They're just covering their bases. Well, yeah, but it's like, okay, if you hold a government official against their will, that's still considered kidnapping. Why even put that shit in there? Because they want to make sure that they feel extra special. I guess. Um, I guess it's just a different kind of motive. So they can't be like, it wasn't kidnapping because there was no ransom and they didn't want to fuck him. I know. So, I, yeah, that's stupid. I don't know. Um, if any person by force, threat, or deception, or in the case of a victim under the age of 13, which I find an interesting age to choose, but, or mentally incompetent by uh, means knowingly do any, sorry, of the following is also guilty of kidnapping, restrain another of the other person's liberty, or hold another in a condition of involuntary servitude, which basically like sex slavery or whatever. I've got so many statistics on that. Okay. I don't, so. Um, If such kidnapping creates a substantial risk of serious physical harm to the victim, it is a felony of the first degree, and the offender shall be sentenced to an indefinite prison term consisting of a minimum term of 15 years and a maximum term of life imprisonment. This is where our states differ a little bit. So if the offender releases the victim in a safe place unharmed, such kidnapping is felony of the second degree and the offender shall be sentenced to an indefinite term consisting of a minimum term of 10 years and a maximum term of life imprisonment. So what is their what is their standard of unharmed? Like they just grabbed them and then we're like Well, they didn't 
harm them physically, I'm assuming. So if they raped them, would that That's be... physical harm. Okay. Just, oh, absolutely. Just making sure. They they put it in here that, that rape is part of it. Oh, okay. So, cool. yeah, no, that's definitely considered physical harm. Okay. Here's your home state, Holmes. All right, so this Yay. is their definition. So forcibly seizes and carries any person from one place to another entices or persuades any person to go from one place or another, which is, like, what do they do in Louisiana? Like, take, like, a fucking crawdad, and you're like, mm, like, on a stick. <laughs> Crawfish. Like, whatever. We call them crawdads in Ohio. Do you know you're wrong? <laughs> I sang a song in sixth grade choir called Crawdad Hole. You know, I sang... You grab a something, I grab a pole, we'll go fishing in a crawdad hole. Oh, I sang that song too. It's right. wrong. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> or imprisons or forcibly secrets any person. Alright. Uh, second degree kidnapping. That's first degree kidnapping. Second degree kidnapping occurs when the victim is used as a shield or hostage, used to facilitate the commission of a felony or the flight. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's that's weird. Okay. Um, physically injured or sexually abused, imprisoned or kidnapped for 72 hours or more. Why? Why does it fucking matter how long? You know, I don't, I'm not queen of laws where I'm from, you know? Mm. One of the fun things to do back home is to (laughs) stick your finger in the bullet hole that killed one of the governors. So, I'm not saying that there's, like, a Louisiana. lot going for Louisiana. It's Get just where I'm from. <laughs> All right. Imprisoned or kidnapped. Great food, though. Dude, for real. Right? Such good food. I'll take a fucking po' boy. They have a death museum, so it can't be too bad. You need to go. All right. Imprisoned or kidnapped when the offender is armed with a dangerous weapon or leads the victim to reasonably believe he is armed with a dangerous weapon. So, like, a finger gun in his pocket pew, would pew. count. Pew, 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 pew. Um... The squirt gun emoji. I'm going to skip this part, but I just want to go into um, the the punishment. So the crime of a second degree kidnapping shall be imprisoned uh, at hard labor for no, no less than five years and not more than 40. At least two years of the sentence imposed shall be without benefit of parole, probation, or suspen- suspension of sentence. The crime of aggravated kidnapping of a child shall be punished by life imprisonment at hard labor without benefit of parole, probation, or suspension of a sentence. So that's where Louisiana got its shit together. Yeah. Uh, Ang- like, have you ever heard of Angola Prison? It's an infamous prison. Like, they still have chain gangs and shit. They still make you, like, bust rocks on the side of the highway. Do they Do They, they also have a really and... awesome rodeo. Like, they make the prisoners... I feel like you told me about this. They have a great rodeo. Okay. Uh, the crime of simple kidnapping, which is kind of a weird term, shall be fined not more than $5,000 and imprisoned with or without hard labor for not more than five years or both. So that is Louisiana. Did I read Ohio's? Sorry, this is oh. a little involved. This is going to be a longer episode, you guys. Sorry. Uh, is this, I'm right. sorry, is this boring you? No, I was just letting them know. Okay. There's so much more. Okay. Um. So, the Arkansas. Arkansas is fucking weird. <laughs> I'm not going to read what the things are because they're essentially the same thing, like what they define kidnapping as. Right. They just use different verbiage and it's just a little different but basically the same idea okay but in arkansas kidnapping is a class y felony didn't even know that existed what is a y felony who the fuck knows you know what 
a better podcast probably would have gone into that and defined it. I don't know. Hey, if you want to listen to a better listen podcast. to the context clues, okay? Because, <laughs> however, kidnapping is a Class B felony if the defendant shows by preponderance of the evidence that he or she or an accomplice voluntarily released the person restrained alive and in safe place prior to trial. So I'm assuming Y felony is worse than B. Okay. So A is like, mm, you like took him to the mall. And Y is probably like something really fucking dark and fucked up. So for a class Y felony, the sentence shall not shall be not less than 10 years and not more than 40 years. Never mind. I don't. Arkansas. They can't really, you know. They can't do things. They're, um, they're trying class, their best. For a class B felony, the sentence shall be not less than five years, no, nor more than 20 years. Okay. So, yeah. No, that's right. Okay. Okay. This so I could never it. go to law school because all those sentences look just jumbled up. Oh well, like see, like there's like little um, there's this little symbol that I saw and I got really excited because I've had to use that symbol when I drafted some kind of fucking weird court document. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, there it is. It's like never I've never seen it before in my life. It's there's totally the, a legalese thing. There's oogly. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. <laughs> oogly. The oogly. Okay, you you do something because it's probably so, more interesting than what I just fucking talked about. So I was trying to find some specific uh, cases of people being um, trafficked. Oh God, no! Uh, but instead, I figured I would. Shout some statistics at you guys. That's better because that's more frightening, I feel yeah. like. Um, so sex slavery, uh, specifically sex trafficking, there is also labor trafficking, which is more for agricultural uh, purposes. Um, yeah, dude. Have you been watching like American Crime or whatever? No, I haven't. They they do that. It's fucking scary. It's like, um, it's... Um, a lot of people talk about migrant workers, which are a thing. Um, you know, families do come, families do immigrate here and, uh, they're the people that pick your food and they're paid cents on the dollar. And they're and immediately they do, in debt the second they get here. Yeah. So they're, they're paying off a debt first. They do back-breaking labor mm-hmm. just so you can have your fucking avocado toast in the morning. Right. Like, appreciate migrant farmers because they're like, doing the shit. like, feel guilty, you fucking hipsters. Yeah, you fucking pieces <laughs> of shit. But a lot of time, laborers are trafficked here from other countries for free labor. It's slavery. Yeah. It's slavery. Um, the average price for a slave, both sex and labor, is $90. Oh, my good God. So, um... Uh, but I'm specifically talking about sex slavery, which is what mo- 19% of people that are trafficked um, to and from the United States are uh, for labor. So this ties into kidnapping because these people are being These people kidnapped. are kidnapped and yeah. sold into sex slavery. So sex slavery is a $32 billion industry in America. Mm-hmm. There are 20... Th- there are these... Okay, these are like roundabout numbers, like... Yeah, educated guesses. Okay. Um, because they can't be like, hello, are you a sex slave? Right. Let me get you in the census. Mm-hmm. Um, so 20,000 sex slaves under the age of 18 are in the U.S. right now. Um, 20 to 30 million slaves worldwide. Um, the average age of a person in the sex slave industry is 13. <sighs> God. 80% of those are girls. Um, and 
those children have a life expectancy of seven to ten years from the time they are abducted. Oh my god! And uh, and starting at the time they are sold. I wonder how much of that is due to suicide. Oh, I'm sure, and drug drug overdose, and just being fucking killed. Jesus. So slaveholders, after they get a, a new girl or boy, they will send in testers to pretend to rescue the girls. Uh, if they engage with the tester, uh, the girl or boy will be severely beaten. And after a few times of this, they just give up and are resigned to their life of Holy sex slavery. fuck. I did not know that. Yep. It's fucking evil. Evil. You know what is this? Well, not the scariest thing, but one of the scariest things is like, because it makes so much money, there are that many fucking people out there that buy this shit. Like, they, yeah. they go out and seek it out. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Somebody we know, their husband does this. Like, looks for sex yeah. life. That's fucking insane. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, this Ugh. is something I never, I didn't th- uh, think about, but I guess Super Bowls are one of the biggest events for sex slaves. I think I heard this somewhere. Um, Super Bowls have a huge connection to uh, the sex sex trade and sex trafficking during Super Bowl. I don't know how to fucking read Roman numerals, so I'm just going to spell it out. That's fine. Super Bowl XLVIII. It was the Seahawks and the Broncos. Okay. I think that's 48, I think. Authorities arrested 45 pimps and rescued 25 child victims, some as young as the age of six. Ugh! Fuck! During Super Bowl XLIX... Don't know who played in that one. <laughs> Don't know which number it was. Doesn't matter. Figure it out. We're talking about some serious shit. Um, authorities, uh, authorities started a, it was an operation called Day of the Johns or something. Ew. They arrested 600 Johns and pimps and they rescued 68 victims. Oh, thank God though. So, uh, Atlanta is the number one city in America for child sex trafficking. Atlanta, Georgia. Um, 300 girls in Atlanta are lured into sex slavery each month. 300 girls each Jesus. month. Uh, the, the top 12 states in America, and these are why they're the top states in America, uh, for sex, sla- sex slavery. Arizona is the main state is a main destination both in the United States and in internationally for sex trafficking because of its close proximity to the border. They can, it has a big airport. Uh, it's around a lot of other States, so they can get girls in, get girls out, move them around a lot. Um, and talk about people like their fucking products is yeah. just disturbing. Uh, number two is California, also for its close proximity to a border. Florida, also for the same thing because it's close to Cuba. Right. Uh, Georgia, it has Atlanta in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan, because it's close to Canada. Nevada, also to the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota, Canada. New York, it's a large city. There's mm-hmm. a lot of clientele. Ohio. Um, it's, I knew about that one. It's Ohio. Um, there are several major highways. I couldn't find. I couldn't find a list of them. Seventy-five, seventy. Those both go out of Ohio. Yeah, there are like several major so interstates. An east, west, and north, south. I know I ten is one. There's several mm-hmm. interstates that are called. Uh, they're. Uh, 
I don't remember what the website called them, but it's basically like sex traffic highway or something. Yeah, because like. 75 goes from Ohio all the way to Florida. Yeah. 70 goes like from Ohio over to Indiana, over to Illinois. So it, like it goes all. And they, those 18 wheelers. Like hub. Those 18 wheelers that you see, the, the blank ones with like the blank cabs, like I always think in the back of my head that there's people in them. There was Jesus. just there was just a case of eight people uh dying in the in the crate in the like the the hall part of an yeah, 18 wheeler. Because they didn't know that the fucking air wasn't on or some shit. Yeah, they were girls being trafficked. Oh fuck. God. Um they were in like the like the the box car part. I don't oh. know what that part's called. But the part behind the cab. Um, Pennsylvania, Texas, especially Houston. Houston is a big hub for sex trafficking. And Virginia. Um, my, uh, but yeah, that's some sex, some sex trafficking, uh, Don't information. Don't do that shit. Uh, a lot there's of a these... great there's a great documentary on that called I Am Jane Doe by the way that was my recommendation you oh slut. fuck I'm sorry shit <laughs> no it's okay oh fuck it, I'm sorry I had it written down I Am uh, Jane Doe see? I didn't read over your shoulder that's what you <laughs> fucking get for me not um, reading over your shoulder so a lot of these girls uh, uh you know a good majority of them uh get picked up at parties just. Mm-hmm. Um, people will be at parties and these young girls and they they can tell when you're vulnerable. These fucking predators. Yeah. They can see this is a girl from a broken home. This is a girl that doesn't like where she is right now and I can just ask her if those signs that you see on fuck like stapled to light posts that are like travel for free, like student exchange program, like those are fuck that's nope. sex trafficking. Ugh. Don't <laughs> don't don't do those don't things. travel on a fucking don't travel through a thing that you saw stapled to a light post nope driving around your city with like numbers like the like the need a roommate numbers where you just tear off the fucking yeah don't number. do that don't do that don't go on craigslist don't go on fucking back page it's um it's yeah. honest it, slavery is still alive and well and it's <sighs> We should have done a separate episode on that. Oh, we it's totally so will. Different. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this on five myths about missing children. All right. Okay. So number one, um, most missing children have been abducted by a stranger. That's a myth. Okay. Stranger abductions. Okay. I'm reading this, guys. It's it's by the Washington Post. Plagiarism. Like David Finkelhor. <laughs> That's who wrote this. Uh, anyway. What? Finkel whore. That was my nickname in college. Finkel and Einhorn. Finkel and Einhorn. I didn't go to college. <laughs> Did you get my reference? Tell me you got my fucking references now. No. God damn it. Our age difference causes a rift sometimes. That's from the first Ace Ventura movie. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You also, we're adding that to the list. Someone keep a track of all of the movies that Kat and I have to watch together. Can can I bring over, like, a crystal dish just full of butterscotch rounds and those strawberry candies to add to my already crystal dish that has all of those on Please, because I'm actually running low. So. Absolutely. um, I'm going, uh, yeah, they're they're not stale enough. Um, Okay. So stranger abductions are scary because they appear random and they involve rape or homicide. 
But children taken by strangers or slight acquaintances represent only one one hundredth of one percent of all missing children. Hmm. That's like little kids. I mean, now with the sex slavery shit, like I'm sure that's that number is probably off. Right. Like, but, well, I mean, all of these like statistics aren't meant to be like to each other. Right. Yeah. Right. So the last comprehensive study estimated the number was 115 in a year, which isn't. <laughs> that's 115 kids. Yeah. Fuck. But I mean, as far as kidnapping and abduction goes that's a very small percentage yeah uh so far more common are children who have run away have gotten lost or injured or have been taken by a family member or simply they weren't um aren't where they're expected to be because of miscommunications the only scenario more unusual than stereotypical kidnapping is when families false report a child is missing to disguise murderous deeds so like um casey anthony yeah or uh the Benets or the Ramses, sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. So number two, they definitely killed him. Oh well. Um, Absolutely. The brother did it. Yeah. We, we all see know. you, fucking. We all know. What's your name? What's his name? <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> what is it? It's something creepy and gross. Oh, God damn it's it. like uh, Blake. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not even his first name. That's an alias. It's something like Hortnoose. Okay. Hortnoose Ramsey. <laughs> Okay, number That's two. That's my milk and pineapple. <laughs> Why do we always joke about that on every grossest fucking, fucking breakfast? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so the second myth is that more and more children are going missing. All signs indicate that the problem has actually been improving. Um, many state missing children agencies show declining numbers of cases. That trend is supported by FBI statistics showing fewer missing persons of all ages, down 31%. Between 1997 and 2011, the number of homicides, sexual assaults, and almost all other crimes against children have been dropping, too. Although, now I'm starting to doubt that because of the sex trafficking thing. But, but, I have heard that, like, because of media coverage, everything seems a lot scarier, but it's actually a lot safer than it used to be. Yeah, because if you keep people in fear, uh, they're a lot... Scared people are a lot easier well, to, and, like, but, control. What I than, mean is, like, it seems like everything is a lot more prevalent because it's covered so much by the media. Right. Whereas, you know, back in the day... They gotta get the clicks. They gotta get the views. Right. Um. So, why if you're missing kids? Cell phones. That's right? pretty much yeah. the answer. I mean, they can call and be like, hey, I accidentally veered off this trail and I don't know where the fuck I am and whatever. So number three, the internet has made kidnapping easier. That's a myth. Uh, The web has changed the way young people take risks. They do it more often at home instead of going to the unchaperoned party or whatever. Uh, Young people socialize and experiment online. Although they can meet people with bad intentions, the physical distance means that more time and thinking elapse between an encounter and a crime. Right. So they have more time for their parents to be like, who the fuck is this fucking 30-year-old man you're talking to? What the <laughs> Unless fuck? you're fucking Gypsy Rose Blanchard <sighs> and that jerk it off for the night. McDonald's motherfucker. <laughs> McDonald's. You, <laughs> you McRib son of a bitch. He'd be lucky if the McRibs were a thing then, <laughs> motherfucker. Okay. So number four is that prevention lies in teaching children to avoid strangers. This one I actually found pretty interesting because I was like, I'm very like – do not talk to anybody that you yeah. don't fucking know, right? Okay, so this is actually a pretty good argument. So many schools and parents use the mantra, never talk to strangers. Um, everyone is a stranger at first. 
It's all about the context of the meeting, and that's hard to convey because as a parent, and as a kid, you're so naive, you know? Yeah. Um, but we do know that children are vastly more likely to come to harm and even be abducted by people that they know than by people that they don't know. I always like to revert back to the Mr. Rogers quote that's like, if you're ever in trouble, look for the helpers. There will always be helpers. Mm -hmm. And so I always tell my kids, my daughter, my son is autistic, so he could give a fuck less. Right. But my daughter, she's not even two yet, but we, I try to keep this dialogue to keep my paranoia down. Yeah. Um, But I always tell her, like, if you can't find a fireman or a teacher or a policeman, look for a mom with kids. Mm -hmm. A mom with kids is always going to help you. Unless they're, like, criminal minds and they're, like, fucking... Fucked up. Like or a, it's like a police. They're spec ops. Disguise. Mom, kid. Okay. Anyway, it's I a, watch way too much. It's fucking... a group op. It's like a group op of like kidnappers and they've dressed themselves as a mother, a police officer, and a fireman. <laughs> We're going to get this We're fucking kid. We're giving people ideas. Um, <laughs> Don't do this. So we do much better to teach them the signs of people, strangers or not, who are behaving badly. So touching them inappropriately, being overly personal, trying to get them alone, you know, like telling them there's puppies in a van or some shit. Yeah. Um, acting drunk, provoking others, or recklessly wielding weapons. Also, another easy. good thing to, to tell your kids is, like, an adult will never ask you to solve their problem. Right, like... Hey, I lost my cat. Will you help me find... Like, no. And go a, find a fucking adult. An adult will never ask a kid to solve their problem. Mm-mm. Never. Mm-mm. Unless it's, like, a really complex math problem. Absolutely. Then I'll ask my kid. Unless... I have no fucking Unless idea. you need Nora to strangle your cat. <laughs> that is a problem. I don't have that to she, ask. She'll just do she's it. She's ready and willing. <laughs> So, anyway, that's the end of this long, fucking convoluted, crazy-ass episode. We hope you learned something about fucking yeah, kidnapping. Yeah, I learned a lot, actually. I actually read through my research today. Yeah, I... Uh, really <laughs> thought-provoking. I learned a lot of awful things. Yeah. So, anyway, um, sorry I fucked up your recommendation. My recommendation <laughs> is to go watch I Am Jane Doe on Netflix. It's a great documentary where you hear the stories of sex trafficked victims from their own mouths and mm-hmm. from the mouths of their mothers. So go watch it. If you have Netflix, you can get it on there. I'm sure it's available other places on the internet. Yeah. It's a good... It's it's good. It's, it's really it's eye-opening. Good. Make sure you have like a full afternoon to recover. Yeah, no shit, dude. Yeah. Um, my recommendation, I am so upset. I texted you very haughtily last night, H-A-U-G-H-T-I-L-Y, but... I don't remember this. I could have fallen asleep. No, trust me, you'll remember once I mention it. Okay. Maybe it wasn't last night. It was the night before last. Were you mad at me? finally... No. Oh, okay. I finally finished Fatal Vision. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I was so excited because, okay... I'm recommending Fatal Vision. It's a it's a true crime book. It's from like fucking 1980. It's great. It covers the the story of Dr. Jeffrey McDonald and his whole case about um he allegedly while well, he was con- well I'm okay, I don't want to get into it, but anyway, he allegedly murdered his whole family, his wife, pregnant wife, 5-year-old and 2-year-old daughter. Mhm. With an ice pick. Okay. Anyway, it's like 
953 pages. And I don't mean it's like. It is 953 <laughs> fucking pages. And I – Blake's away on business. I have a full-time job and two kids. And I finally finished this fucking book. So I'm like, my next murderer, dude. I can't wait to cover Jeffrey McDonald. Who did it this week? Who did it this week? Well, my we all know. We all know. <laughs> my favorite murder. My did favorite it. fucking. But murder I also did it. texted you and said, "Fucking do it." They don't have a monopoly on murderers. I know, but they have a monopoly on listenership. <laughs> we we have do like it better. We have like fifty people listening to us. They have like a million. You know so. what? We're gonna fucking do him. Amelie's gonna do him. She's gonna blow it out of the fucking water. <laughs> You're gonna I, say I, my I favorite who? <laughs> no, we love my favorite murder, but like I swear to God, every time I decide on somebody, like I'm like one week I was like, okay, I'm gonna do Ted Bundy, and then Karen did Ted Bundy, and I'm like, seriously, fuck. So Blake's gonna find another murderer for me. But anyway, I wanted. What to- if the one that he picks is one that I do? <laughs> I'd be surprised because he doesn't listen to them. I wanted to tell you really quick. I got two things in the mail. One is a book that Blake ordered for me. <gasps> True love. Um I can't think of the name or the author right now, but he he got it for me because I made him listen to Small Town Murder the the Ohio episode. Mm-hmm. Cuz he sent me this book and I got it yesterday and I was like that's a, it obviously suits me, but I'm like why would he think that, you know, like where would he get this idea? They had mentioned it in that episode and he remembered it, wrote it down. <gasps> He sent it to me from business. From business, which is so many miles away. So many miles. Over an ocean. Very far. (laughs) Fucking awesome. Over an ocean. Secondly. Through the river. I'm sure. And over the woods. woods. (laughs) Over the woods. (laughs) Um, Also, so I know you've seen those ads on Facebook about those bras that you stick onto your boobs and then you have the little toggle. Are you talking about the nude you sent? The near nude you sent me? (laughs) No. What nude? What are you talking about? Was you, I drunk? No, you almost sent that. You almost, you sent me the picture of the the corset bra and you meant to send it to Blake, but it was like, I can't, I'm going to wear this to me like a huge <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't, yeah. and you were like, I almost sent you no, a no, nude. No. That and, was, that was not it. No, because I just got these the other day. Okay. You know those bras that they have like advertised on Facebook like crazy where they like, they stick on, on they stick to your boobs and then you pull this toggle at like Put, like brings your boobs together. Yeah, I fucking ordered some because <laughs> I'm like I must know. Are you gonna try them out? I did try it out. Uh, does it work? Mm. <laughs> Not really. Okay, it kind of does, but they're so sticky. <laughs> they're so sticky that like okay, you like pull it off and you can see your nipple just like being just like. <laughs> raised and <laughs> and separated. It's you ex- can see every pore of your fucking skin. <gasps> oh my god. Get one of those. <laughs> fucking steam. I have three of them. Steam your boob. Open your pore. <laughs> slap that on it and then clear out all your boob pores. But if I steam it, then it won't stick. Because like I, I put lotion strip. on first so they weren't very... St- I mean, they stuck, obviously. But like the, the sides kind of poke out a little bit. Don't. We've got to dehydrate. <laughs> so anyway, what? You, I, okay. Oh, and there's like this. There's a little like there's a little gap in the stickiness for your nipples, but they're like 
Who <laughs> has dime-sized nickels or nipples? Seriously. Not anyone that has no one's Thank you. No one who is so over the age of fucking 15. So you're not recommending the stick-on bras? I'm not. Although I still will use them because I paid money. And it okay. took like four weeks for them to get here. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Um, oh, thank you for your five-star reviews. Thank you so much. Please, please, please keep giving us five-star reviews. It's really the only thing that helps this podcast get more listenership. Um, and we really, really appreciate it. Um, all of our social medias will be in the description, um, as well as our recommendations. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast and you were doing time with doing crime. Tip your bartender. Bye. Bye. Bye.